Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In the spirit of reconciliation, the entire team at Curious Freedom acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, waters and community. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening today. I would like to acknowledge in particular the Darug people who are the original custodians on the land on which I record this podcast. Thank you for showing us what curious freedom can look like. And welcome to Curious Freedom with Kirsty Faruja, me and friends. And today it's Fee again. Hi, Fee. Hi, everyone. It's great to be back once again to discuss all things decluttering and curious freedom. This week we are talking about time management. It is a request that we've had lots. We've done an episode on it before, but we thought we'd give it another crack with Fee and I. So it was requested by Lauren and Claire this time. So we hope this meets your expectations. So let's start chatting, Fee. What are your thoughts about time management? (laughs) Oh, I have had a love-hate relationship with time management, but I think Time can be, a lot of people see time as the enemy, like we don't have enough time. Time is always, you know, chasing after us, but I'm choosing to see it as my friend. There is always enough time to get the things done that are really important to me. Sometimes that requires a bit of jiggling and juggling of a whole lot of things, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see where today's episode goes. Mm -hmm. Time management for me has been changed a lot over the years. (laughs) So I think knowing Lauren and Claire the way I do, I think I'm going to try and talk to their specific situations as well as we're going to give some general thoughts and musings on time management. Just wanted to put it out there that both Fee and I are neurotypical or as neurotypical as anybody can be, (laughs) but we do not have the diversity that some other people do. So we're going to try and take that into consideration as well. But yeah, let's get stuck into it, Fee. You were telling me a story about one of your high school teachers, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. We had, you know, everyone had to get homework done and there was always a thousand things that we thought was more important. And this was in my last couple of years of schooling. And I'll never forget, I was there and I'm like, I just don't have enough time. At the time, my life was quite full with other things. You know, I had extracurricular activities and I mean, There were probably excuses as well why I couldn't get everything done that seemed to be required of me. And he's like, well, what are you doing with your time? And I'm like, I have just told you what I'm doing with my time. (laughs) And he's like, no, no, no. Even if you have five minutes and it's five minutes between jobs, it's five minutes between activities, 
What can you do in that five minutes? And he just used the example that if you only have five minutes and you're sitting down at your desk for that amount of time, just rule up the page. At that time, we were with paper and pen (laughs) and rulers, the good old days. (laughs) Long time ago, but that's what he said. And it wasn't so much about that moment and having to rule paper and everything, but it was like five minutes I only have five minutes, but make it count. And that's not to put the pressure on all the time, but it was a really good phrase that I have remembered ever since. I have five minutes. What can I do in that time in between other things that I have to do? Sometimes that five minutes means me just sitting and doing nothing and that's okay. But five minutes, what can I do? Yeah. And it's been really helpful to help me look at time and look at my managing. Just that little tip actually made such a difference. I love it. You were also telling me about a story about how you could use five minutes yesterday. (laughs) So tell me about that. Tell the (laughs) listener about that. Tell the curious ones about that. It's so interesting because yeah, there's that story. And then I was yesterday, I'm, I'm wanting to learn Italian. Just I'm at the very, very early stages of learning Italian and I'm using an app on my phone and I had five minutes while I was waiting for someone to do something and I picked up my phone and I start scrolling socials and I'm like, I had this moment of what am I doing? What am I doing? Instead of scrolling socials, nothing wrong with that, but I want to learn this language I could spend five minutes learning another word and it's probably going to take me that long to learn another word. But I thought, oh my goodness, this is really interesting. I say I want to learn Italian, but actually my habit of picking up the phone and scrolling in those five minutes was not actually demonstrating my desire. So it was like my reality versus what I really wanted. And without judgment, I was like, oh, it was this aha moment of, okay, I'm back to ruling up the page what do I really want? I wanted to get my homework done back then. And now it's like, I want to learn Italian. What can I do without five minutes? So it was just this moment of me going, oh, perhaps I need to reassess how I am using some of my time still without judgment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that without judgment. I think when people ask me about time management and want tips and tricks about time management, I think one of the first things that I would question is what does your time management look like at the moment like how can we get curious about how we're spending our time at the moment just like Fee did yesterday with her Duolingo (laughs) opportunity to learn Italian so that's where I usually start with people who ask me this question how are you using the time at the moment how can you get curious about that so sometimes it might mean sitting down with a piece of paper and going through your week. Sometimes it could look like looking at your phone and looking how much time you've spent on your phone that Mm -hmm. week. It's really challenging to me every week when that weekly report comes in, just how much time I'm using on my phone and particularly like going in, breaking it down, like how much was I on socials, how much was phone calls, how much was exercising. So If you want to get curious about how to spend your time achieving the things that you want to achieve, have a look at how you're spending your time right now. Do a review of it, do an analysis, and you might be like Fee and find that there's time already available to you that you don't need to carve out any other way. You can just cut something out or rejig things. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's a really good tip. It is important to see how your time is being used at the moment because you know what? 
I think I don't have as much awareness as I think I do about the time that I use and where it goes. You know, those moments where you think you've just been like maybe on your phone for five minutes and it's like next thing you know, there's half an hour gone and it could be something else. It could be your favorite TV program, nothing wrong again with watching television. It's just, I guess, looking at your desires and your values and then matching that with where your time is being spent at the moment. And, you know, it's interesting because you can hear all of this and and go, well, I don't have time because there are so many things pulling and vying for my attention. You know, if you have kids, they are always asking for something and you're running them around and, you know, they take up a lot of beautiful, amazing time. It might be work. It might be other relationships. It could be anything, but it's looking at that and prioritizing in a way That is, what is important to me and what can I perhaps let go of? And knowing the reality of how you do spend your time is such a good starting point. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it. Claire, who requested us talk about this, has got four young boys and she was wanting some tips on how to manage her time. And I think in that season of life, it is really important to think about what it is that you are wanting to achieve. Like is it that you're frustrated that the housework's just not getting done? Okay, so how are you spending your time at the moment? And then what can you do to make the housework get done? Or is actually your priority spending time with the kids? So I think it's really, really interesting to sit and just think about your time. Like Faye said, like what is your values? Aligning your time with your values and aligning, like we I say this all the time, like I say my kids are really important to me, but if I can't find my keys and I'm making them late to school every day, are my kids really feeling the love that I do actually have for them? So how do you actually become more aware? Yes, you can look at your phone and look at how much time you're spending on things. Yes, you can sit down and and keep a track of it. Another way is to actually time yourself. So It sounds tedious and annoying, but maybe it will help you to actually track something and to time yourself doing things. So what are the things that you're struggling to do? Maybe do them and track the time. What are the things that you think are going to take you a really long time? Maybe sit and track that. My um, daughter was complaining about something last night. I think she was complaining about growing pains in her arms and legs. And she was like, I think I need to go to the doctors. And we're like, yep, we can take you to the doctors, but maybe you can just track it for the next week or two because then we've got some data to work with when we go to the doctors and check out whether or not it is growing pains or something else. So my husband was like, I know it sounds painful, but we kind of really need that data to go to the doctors with. So what I'm suggesting, it may sound painful, but it's really good to have that data so that you can then really easily assess, oh, okay, that actually only takes me that amount of time. Where can I fit that in in the week? Or do I even need to do it? Could it be outsourced to somebody else? So timing yourself can be really helpful. Another thing that you can do is plan your week. 
So what are the things that absolutely must get done in your week? What are the after school activities? What are the things that you need to do? And map out your week that way. For instance, for me, I go to the gym at least three times a week. So when am I going to plan that in? Blocking it out at the beginning of the week and then I can fit other things around it. It's kind of like that whole philosophy of sand and big rocks in a jar. I'm sure you've heard it before, but put the big rocks in first, then you can fit the smaller ones around them and then you can fill it up with sand. So I think time is a really good analogy for that. So what are the things that must get done and plan those things, put those things in first. So do you clean your house? Okay. Like how can you get it done? Plan it out. Does it all need to be done in one day or can it be spread across the week? What are some of the other things that you need to get done? And again, planning it out, that may work for you. Other people are really cool with doing things on the fly. And if that's you, that's awesome. Then probably time management isn't bothering you so much. <laughs> Did you plan your week when the kids were young, P? I needed to. I was I was a working mum and I did. I needed to plan everything out to the probably detriment of my well-being to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So I went a bit over planning but in trying to just make sure that everything got done and controlling. And I, I think looking back, I probably didn't put me in that situation anywhere to be like value where I did have time out. So I think that's really important as well. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how I had said that, you know, we work out our values and then we look at our time around that. And also the flip is true where often where you put your time is what you value as well. So it's this exploration, really. It's going on a bit of a discovery to work out those sort of things, including, I love what you said about timing your yourself. And, you know, I was a planner, but I also like that space where you can go on the fly as well. I think it's great to time and it's great to be scheduling everything into like almost army precision. But there's also a place where you can have space around that as well, where, you know, because things do happen that are unpredictable or Mm. sometimes it is good to be able to be spontaneous and just have that time to be. But I think when we're looking at time management, having some sort of structure, whatever that looks like for you in your world, with your neurodiversity, wherever it sits is um, a really good and helpful tip. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, when I say timing yourself is more so that you can get an accurate picture, because I've said this before, I'll keep saying it until the cows come home. Sometimes we overestimate how long things take us and sometimes we underestimate how long things take us. So having that real data to know, or how long does it take me on average to hang out a load of washing? How long does it take me to bring in a load of washing and get it put away? How long does it take me to actually do the dishes after dinner? Because sometimes we can make them bigger than Ben-Hur and sometimes we can not give ourselves enough time. And I love that concept of giving yourself space. I'm often talking about how do we build in white space into our calendars and how to, so that things can go wrong. Or things can pop up, like your friend gets sick and you want to make her a dinner. And so you've actually got some white space in there. And also I love white space because then you can shuffle things around. So say I had the cleaning designated to do on a Wednesday and then things happened on the Wednesday, the kids were homesick or something happened. I could shuffle it around to a Friday because I know that I had space on the Friday too. So yeah, timing yourself is just more so that you can get some really good data on that. 
not necessarily so that you can plan every second. That's right. That's <laughs> down good. to the wire. Another thing that I find really helpful, and I was just speaking to a client about it just before we came in to record, was chunking things down into smaller tasks. This client was feeling very overwhelmed at the idea of moving and she was looking at the whole house as a whole thing that she needed to get done. And then even walking into some rooms and going, oh my gosh, this is so big. How do I get it done? And I think for the sake of time management, breaking things down into smaller tasks can really help. So as much as I say that the washing isn't complete until everything is away, well, That's true. And also it has lots of little parts in the washing. You've got to put the washing on. You've got to remember to get it out of the washing machine like I do when I get off this podcast. (laughs) You've got to hang it up. You've got to bring it back in and you've got to put it away. So the washing may feel overwhelming, but if you break it down into those tasks, then it may not feel quite so overwhelming. And so how do you break down tasks so that it's manageable whilst having the duality of keeping in mind that it is part of a bigger system? Do you chunk down your tasks at all, Fee? I do. And what I have found is when I do it, it is such a good tool in helping me not procrastinate. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if I see, I used to be a piano teacher and I would tell my kids and talk to them about when they do their practice and they're trying to learn a piece as a whole, is breaking it down into smallest parts was really helpful for them. And I would tell this story about, it was in the Guinness Book of Records where this guy I ate a bicycle. He literally ate a bicycle. And I'm like, oh my goodness. When I first read it, I was like, what? (laughs) But what he did is he pulled the bike apart and then he ground it down. He ground down everything into tiny, tiny, tiny parts. And what happened with that is he would then sprinkle it on his cereal. He'd have some in his tea until the bike had disappeared. So he was able to achieve his goal. I don't know why you would, but it's a great illustration. It is a brilliant, it worked every time with the kids. But why he wanted to do that, don't know. But the fact that he achieved his goal, his desire to eat this bike by breaking it down into tiny bits. And I have found that really helpful to me. And so I'm I'm like, all right, I don't have to do this all at once. But if I just start, it helps break that cycle of me procrastinating and putting it off. And then it does start to get bigger than Ben-Hur. It does start to increase in my mind of this tab that just grows and grows and grows rather than just starting it and doing what I can in that moment. Yeah. So it's been a really helpful tool breaking things into smaller tasks. And it also means that you've at least got something done of that bigger task. So using your five minute rule, like at least I've done five minutes of this task and I don't have to start all over again. I'm five minutes into it, whatever that task may be. Yeah. Some of our clients find it really hard to keep on top of their housework. Now, we've got whole episodes on this and you can go find them, but what have you done over your few years of living (laughs) to get housework done? Like what have been some of your strategies? 
Some of my strategies with housework is to try and avoid it in the beginning. Mm. I would always Mm -hmm. try and avoid it. But uh, doing things on a regular basis every day. I put the dishwasher on at night and then in the morning when I get up, once I've done a few other things, that is one of the first things. I empty it, putting it away. I used to be someone who would go, oh, I'll just clean up dinner after I go off and do these other things. And that ended up being... I'll clean up dinner the next morning. I'll clean up dinner when I get the moment. And things would start to pile. And this was probably an illustration of what happened with all my house scenarios. And so I love just cleaning as I go with dinner. Yes, it it changed because, you know, I'd have kids and all sorts of things, small kids, or I'd be working late. Things like that change. So every scenario that we're talking about has many different variables. But for me... Mm. That has been something that I've gone, okay, I'm going to do it now and I'm going to clean up now or I'm going to wipe down the shower after I've had a shower. All these little things, I'm going to vacuum once a week. I'm, I'm going to just try and do it and schedule it in regularly. It helps me to have things on regular days. I went through a season where I would do a room a day with my cleaning. So that worked for a little while, but after a while, there were problems that rose with that. After the kids had a bath, they would help me put all the bath tools, uh, toys away. Just those little tiny things. I try and do a load of washing every day, get it out and in. I knew I was getting old and growing up when I would look outside and instead of going, it's a great day to go to the beach, I'd be like, oh, it's a great day to get a load of washing done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, oh my goodness. But all these little things that I needed to learn for me along the way that worked for me and and that's changed. It's changed over time. But regularity makes all the difference, whatever that looks like in my world. Yeah. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. I was thinking about this review that I just read just before we came on about somebody saying that they didn't like our podcast because Amy and I said that we never had any clutter in our house. (laughs) And I was then thinking about how strange that is that somebody doesn't want to learn from somebody who does things differently from them. So there's no judgment on that person who left the review and there's no judgment if you two feel frustrated that Fee and I are fairly on top of our housework because I feel the same, Fee. Like we have made it a habit in our house to be on top of things. And I was sitting down with Simon watching the tennis last night at 8.30 and we didn't have anything else to do but watch the tennis and enjoy each other's company and enjoy the kids' company. And I was like, why is that? There's no judgment on anybody for however you choose to live. One of the ways that has worked for us is that we do things as we go. And it was not easy when I started it. And it is so easy now. (laughs) My bed is unmade right now because I went to the gym this morning, came home and I'd hurt myself at the gym. And so the idea of making my bed was overwhelming to me. But When I finish this podcast, my back is feeling a bit better and so I'm going to go and do that now. And so I was just curious about this person who left the review that didn't want to listen to people who keep their house tidy. And that, again, that's totally fine. One of the reasons that I listen to podcasts is to learn from other people. And so I am just curious as to why somebody would listen to a podcast if it wasn't to learn from other people. (laughs) Is that really judgy of me? I'm just, I'm just really curious. (laughs) You're curious. You're curious. I mean, having said that, like I suddenly remembered why you were talking (laughs) that I have a load of washing in my machine that potentially has been there for more than a day. Yeah. At least, maybe two. And so I will go and do that. But that is the exception to the rule. But it definitely was not always like that. So mm-hmm. I've had to learn how to do that in different seasons of my life. And the difference it has made to that white space, even the time that I have to do things that, you know, I actually want to do. I'm, I'm not someone who likes housework. I will do it, but I, I don't, some people enjoy it. And I think that's awesome as well, but not me so much. And so the fact that I have learned how to be on top of all of these things, mostly apart from the washing, which I will rectify, may have to go through the cycle again. <laughs> apart from things like that, it has been so great because it has helped me use time differently. That white time is so, so valuable to me. So yeah, I don't always get it right. No, and neither do I. But I think that that, again, it comes back to our values. Like, cool, that's cool that that person who left the review, that's not their value. Yeah. And so that's probably why it was triggering to them. And that's the same as you, beautiful, curious ones. Like, if this is triggering for you, it may be because it's just not your value. 
Or it may be that you are wanting that and you don't want to do it the same way that Fee and I have done. And that's cool too. But maybe it's not your values. And that's why I'm like, well, that's why it's really important to come back to what are our desires? Like, do we actually desire to live in a house that is uncluttered? Yes or no? And that's cool either way. (laughs) Yeah. And if the answer is yes, and that's not your current reality, then what will it take to get there? And it is some of these daily habits that we've spoken about over the last couple of weeks and we will probably continue to speak about. And that's, I absolutely appreciate that it's it's not easy. It was not easy for me to change. It was mm. not easy. And there is days where I'm like, actually, I don't actually want to make the bed. Like, I don't understand why I have to make the bed. Like, flat out don't understand. And I understand that my husband prefers sleeping in a made bed. I personally probably would never make my bed <laughs> other than <laughs> to change the sheets. I also do like it made. It looks really pretty. It's the first room that you see when you walk into my house. We've got big double door entry into our bedroom. And so it is literally the first thing that you turn your head to see in our house. And so I do like it looking made, but it comes down to why, my why, my why, why am I doing it? Why do I want my house to be clutter free? Why? And and for me, there's loads of reasons, but that's not to say that everybody has to live like me because I want everybody to live by their own desires and their own values. It's so good. It's so good. When I was first starting out on this transformation of how I did things, the clutter in my house, all of that, I was like, oh my goodness, would someone just give me a list of what to do and how, and then it's going to be done. And I tried that. But it didn't work. And we kept going back to the same things everywhere or my hyper control, which wasn't freedom or healthy either. And it was like, oh my goodness, there's something missing in this picture. And this is also why we talk a lot more about our why. We talk about mindset change. We talk about habit change. It isn't as simple as this is the room. Here are the steps. Do it. Because we all bring different values to the table. We all bring different ways that we think think that we feel, our past, our future, the desires that we have, our family set up, all of it contributes. So as much as I wished at the time that someone would, all right, time management, okay, how do I do the house? How do I plan out my week? I wanted someone just to give me the steps and that was done, but it was not ever going to be like that. That wasn't going to lead to real transformation. So I love those things and those steps of listening to other people who have, I used to be like this, and then there are a whole lot of things that I had to have new ways of thinking, new ways of doing, new ways of believing about myself, about all sorts of things. And that's what brought the lasting change. Because when I had a different mindset, I was able to put these different patterns and different habits and ways of doing things in place. And that for me personally has made all the difference. Even if there is a load of washing that I am then going to have to pull out of the machine and try again (laughs) once we're finished. It's been so life-changing for me. And I think that that's what's you know, maybe what was triggering for this person and what's triggering for me is that it actually takes work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it takes the deeper work, not just the work of actually hanging the clothes on the line or putting them through the wash again or making the bed. It actually requires you 
and me, all of us to go inwards and to figure out what are our values? What are our desires? What am I putting in my way? What are the hurdles? How am I self-sabotaging? What is it that I believe? And what is it that I want? And that is hard. (laughs) And particularly hard when you've been told that you shouldn't care about yourself and you put everybody else first and just do what society is telling you to do and it will work. So I think that's such a really important point that you bring up, Fee, is that you you need to go inwards to figure out how to do life outwards and to figure out how do you do your life because Kirsty and Fee certainly haven't got it all together. (laughs) No, they certainly haven't. (laughs) They certainly haven't. And I think that takes time as well, which is quite hilarious in our time management (laughs) podcast, but it, it does. It takes time, but it's so worth that investment in yourself, in those around you and in your schedule as well. And I think that that's perfect because you're obviously listening to us because you want freedom and because you're curious. So you can get curious about yourself and it will lead to freedom. That's right. That's so good. Yeah. Do you have a review for us this week, Faye? Because I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. And I love it because it's one that really is a beautiful illustration of what we've been talking about. So this review, I'm going to read it and we can all enjoy it together. I just listened to this podcast and wow, full of absolute gems. I especially love the way you both encouraged us to have grace for ourselves as we begin the decluttering process and recognizing the potential grief associated with it. Over the Christmas break, I went through seven big plastic tubs full of sentimental items I had collected and kept over the last 34 years. Items relating to my three sons. These items included all their preschool paintings, reports, cards, everything really. As I opened each tub, I read through each item and then divided them into a different tub for each individual son. Boy, oh boy, was it big. The tears came and lots of giggles. It was so therapeutic and I knew it was time for me to give these items to my boys for them to decide whether they wanted to keep the items or not. I did keep one preschool painting that each of them had done. To my delight, the boys wanted to look through their tubs with me, so we organized an afternoon where they all came over, including their wives and children. The afternoon was a precious time I will never forget. So much healing took place as they shared their drawings, etc., with each other and asked more questions around their childhood. It was an emotionally exhausting day and worth every minute. So thank you, Kirsty and Fiona, for helping me realize how powerful decluttering can be. It's so, so much more than just throwing things out. Grace. Yes, indeed. How beautiful is that review from Karen? So good. So Karen is part of our Curious Freedom community on Facebook. It is a private community and we got permission from Karen to share that story. So don't worry if you come into the community it's private. We're not going to share it anywhere without your permission. But yeah, yeah, thank you so much, Karen, for that beautiful review. So this week, I want to encourage you to do three things. (laughs) One, get curious about your time management. (laughs) Two, come and join our Curious Freedom community on Facebook. We would love to have you there. And three, Write a review about this podcast. You have full permission to write a one-star review 
or a five-star review or anything in between. We just, we love your honesty and you're free to do whatever you want. So they are my recommendations for you this week. (laughs) Do you have any further ones, V? I would love for you to have a look at our website at curiousfreedom.com.au to learn more about how you can find freedom in your decluttering and in your time management and just to find a community also on the Facebook page who will support you and really champion you on people just like Karen who are there to support you along with us as well. Beautiful, curious ones. We can't wait to be in your ear next week. So until then, bye. See you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 